a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis and the folks at Alpine Stars. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays to everybody listening. Hope you uh, are having a good one with uh, your friends and family and all of that. Appreciate the listens all year, too. It's been, it's been, it's been fun. Onward and upward for 2019. Uh, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. Please check them out at your local dealer. Check out what uh, Benny Bloss, what Blake Baggett, what Zach Osborne is wearing, and uh, get the same stuff if you want. Pulpa Mech shirts also available at uh, flyracing.com. Really cool uh, collab we did with those guys, and uh, they've been doing really well. So thanks to those guys for making that happen. Uh, whether you need uh, Watercraft stuff, snowmobile stuff at that time of year, mountain bike stuff. Flyracing.com has got that and much, much more. And uh, we really appreciate those guys coming on. Maxis Tires, also MXST Tire, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. They're out now. Chris Kiefer likes them. You guys should try them, too. Uh, Maxis.com. Uh, put them on, grab the whole shot, and uh, whether it's light truck tires, trailer tires, mountain bike tires, Maxis.com will have you uh, smiling ear to ear. Also, too, we want to thank the folks at Alpine Stars, Tech 10s, most advanced boot in motocross today. Tech 7s, boot of my choice. Uh, absolute pinnacle of protection, the Alpine Star line. Uh, A4 chest protector, A1 chest protector as well. Uh, please check them out, Alpine Stars protects. It's that simple, folks. And uh, coming up right now, the crew chief. For the Traders Yamaha team, they merged with Club MX and Redemption Racing for 2019. Uh, legendary mechanic, all-around nice guy, Skip Norfolk, talks about 2019, the sport in general. We dive into this past a little bit and uh, touch on a few other things. A great guy, love having him in studio, and it's always better when someone is sitting across from you and you guys can have a good conversation with one another. So here we go, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast with Skip Norfolk. And now, like I was saying on in the intro, in studio here, mechanic legend, a uh, friend of mine, uh, certainly one of the nicest guys in the industry. I uh, love to have him here in front of me for a chat about all things that are going on in 2019 for his team and more. Skip Norfolk. What's up, Skip? How are you, man? I'm doing great. How's everybody doing here? Thanks for coming by. Appreciate it. It's uh, I enjoy. I always enjoy coming in and yeah. talking about all the stuff that happened and what's going to happen. And yeah. I, I enjoy it. I love racing. That's why, like, we were talking about you coming in, and you were saying, hey, maybe the Monday show or something, and I'm like, the Monday shows are great, and we get our most listens there, but it's a shorter time. I want longer talk. So that's that's, that's why you're here, like, on a, on a Tuesday or whatever no, today is. perfect. So, yeah. Um, well, and you're living in Vegas now. So, I am. So we'll be calling you all the time to come by. Perfect. <laughs> um, 
Big news for you guys. Now, obviously, you've been the uh, the crew chief of the Traders Yamaha team for the last couple of years. And uh, for 2019, we've talked about it a little bit on the show, merging with the Club MX team, coming together. Uh, got some riders, just lost one that we'll talk about a little bit. Um, what's the outlook? How you how you liking it? How's the situation going? Uh, your team manager, Kenny Day, yes, right? Yes. Uh, yourself. Uh, I moved over to the Club MX team, basically. Club MX team run by Brandon... Haas. Haas. So, a lot of responsibilities and jobs and things that have to be worked out as far as, hey, wh- who's doing what? No, you know, absolutely. And there's, uh, you know, I, I think to the, your, your how you started it, right? What is it? Who are we calling? Mm-hmm. What are we? So, um, <clears throat> we, we started the, the company's the CTR Motorsports. Um, it's the Club MX group, uh, it's the Traders group, uh, and the Redemption Racing. So there's those those three owners of those three properties mm-hmm. are the principals of this new company, the merger that we have. And um, you know, it was it was something that I know on our end we had we had contemplated and talked about. You know, how can we how can we build our foundation up how can we better ourselves how can we be more sustainable in this mm-hmm. industry that is um difficult at best to get funding yep. to, to go racing and compete with the oem programs um and you know we've we went through a bunch of different scenarios and different mm-hmm. opportunities and we we had the opportunity to sit down and talk with brandon and it was it was one of those opportunities that the assets that everyone brought to the table had minimal or, or conflicts okay no, there, yeah, there wasn't yeah. like hey we've got each one of the entities had an engine guy and each one of the entities sure. had a team manager whatever you, you did know? best was what and, and yeah. we all we had assets assets that would complement as opposed to uh conflict mm-hmm. i guess is the easiest way to put it so you know ctr motorsports um is going to be the uh who we are from a from an operational standpoint and it's also going to be the title sponsor on the on the program it was one thing that uh, we allowed that allowed us to i guess create a visual marketing side mm-hmm. of things that would show very little you know it's not more traders it's yep. not more clubs. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Not, you know yeah. how everybody can be equal in this coming together and it also gives us the opportunity as as we try to if we if if we go and we're trying to find that that sponsor that's going to can come on and be the title sponsor mm-hmm. it's very simple Here's wherever wherever you see the CTR, yeah. that's that's where yeah. your logo yeah. goes, right? Yeah. So from that standpoint, it's not like we got to move anybody around. Mm-hmm. So from a positioning standpoint, a marketing standpoint, um, it it was the it was the right thing for us to do um, to try to keep everybody happy and everybody engaged and focused on. How now, uh, Maryland? Uh, Maryland is where Traders is based out yes. of. Um, Club MX, obviously in South Carolina or North Carolina, South Carolina, South Carolina. South Carolina. Redemption is a Canadian team based. Um, who starts that process? How does it come to? How does the Maryland and the Club MX and the Redemption team? Um, obviously, Redemption and Club were already partnered up, but how does that come together? Who approaches who? What happens? I think that was Kenny. Okay, Kenny, Kenny and Brandon got together, got together. Um, as, yep. as we were talking, um, and you know, it, it's it, you you struggle for assets, and assets have a financial impact to them, mm-hmm. and um, the 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 OEM teams are very well supported financially and with staff and putting together some programs that we could uh, capitalize on who we have as partners and what we have going on. And it was, uh, you know, Olin's has been a mm-hmm. wonderful supporter of our racing efforts 
um, and and continue to be a support. They're they're two hours, two and a half hours away in Henderson, mm-hmm. Henderson, Hendersonville. Somewhere out there, yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, Olins, for not knowing <laughs> if you're in Henderson or Hendersonville. Um, we've we feel that you know that that club and the training facility there. You know, I, I can look any rider that's there and go, if yeah. if you're not in shape. It's because of you. You have right. every tool that you could ever possibly want from a training standpoint. Our crews here, your practice bikes are well maintained. Mm-hmm. You know, if something goes down, you're if we miss a day, that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. You know, one day down if we yeah. have an engine failure or something happens. Yeah. Um, and then the redemption side was, you know, there's a clearly there's a lot of individuals that that race in the north and Canada's to our north. Yeah, they come to the south for training, and there was a connection there, and there was. Um, there was an opportunity to br- roll into our our program of being able to keep our riders racing during the summer mm-hmm. and and um you know nationals are a challenge for a program like ours it's uh you know, if you sit down and pencil it out from a pure business standpoint pretty hard to yeah pretty hard to go hey <laughs> that's a positive impact yeah, for us and, that, yeah. and through this relationship we were able to fund a program to to go race in canada and it's a the nine event series mm-hmm. we we can go up there and compete um for podiums uh we can continue to develop the skills of the young riders that we yep. have on the team um and ultimately those guys can you know hopefully mm-hmm. we can grow as quickly as they grow and we can maintain them and we can elevate our program moving forward sticking with the yamahas because the club guys are ktms they were uh so you're sticking with the yamahas which is great platform it's the best bike in the 250 class it's got the best motor great suspension you know you're gonna you're gonna run olins which uh, is good too um great i think that's that's the positive uh, i was telling mcadoo and we'll talk about camera in a second but um get on yamaha in that class if you got a ride if you're not gonna be a factory guy no it is it's it's, yeah. a, it's a stellar program our stellar product um uh, atvs and more uh and the and yamaha the relationship that we have with the with yamaha through the sales department mm-hmm. uh and with the dealerships uh they've been a tremendous sponsor for us um, with motorcycles and parts and just having the being able to have that uh, relationship with yamaha on a on a uh, in a different department, I guess you could yeah. say, right? Marketing, you sales, know, marketing, yeah, sales yeah. department side yeah. of things, and and ultimately, you know, if 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 whatever sponsor we have and whatever product they create and make and manufacture, if if the product doesn't get sold, there's no money for yeah. anybody to do anything yeah. with. So, you know, being able to work with an OEM through a dealership, that's where the bikes are sold, and if yeah. we can help, you know, help that that process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd like to think we can, but uh, clearly they've made a spectacular motorcycle. Yeah, um, it is fabulous. It makes uh, it's good. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it, it, it is. They they know what they're doing for yeah, sure. It's good. So, um, so uh, one of the guys you had signed up, Cameron McAdoo. He yes, t- told me he was doing it. He even did a photo in FXR gear, which is your sponsor for the next year. Um, you just lost him. We did. Yeah. Didn't have a contract signed yet, or did you guys say, hey, we get it. Chase Sexton, Geico Honda, got injured. Uh, Cameron's very familiar with the team, so they are going to pull Cameron and start him on the West Coast. No, so, I mean, so to answer that question is, is no, there was not a signed contract. Yep. Um, we were working through some bonus programs and yep. some bonus structure yep. to get it finalized. So that's, um, you know, and, and, but the bottom line is, is even if we had a contract in place, it is a, you know, it's such a, it's such a difficult choice to make if you put yourself in Cameron's position, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it was unfortunate that um, 
that he wasn't able to stay with that program moving forward. Um, but uh, and it was a benefit for us. I, I really I was excited about the opportunity. Thought that um, we would both be good for each other. You yeah, know, we both could really we were in a position that we both could benefit yeah. from the partnership. He certainly would be hungry to get back onto that you know, uh, factory 250 level. And how, and how can anybody, you know, how can we just sit here and go, Oh, you know, <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's a yeah, really tough decision. It, it to is. Make. I could see both sides a hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like so what are you going to do? How are you going to replace them? This is just all happened, right? We don't um, quite it, know yet. it happened, uh, last night, basically, yeah. you yeah. know, and, um, and this morning, um, you know, he, he called back and, told us what he was yep. doing and, and we understood yep. we we understand the why yep. you know electric bill all your bills they, they still got to get paid <laughs> and you know I, I think it's easy it's easy to sit back and go you know man if i was working for a company and somebody came and offered me more money or whatever it was yep. to leave whatever that reason was yep. you're leaving you know it's you know oh god you're not loyal you're not this well, you you've said done you that do i've that. done that we've both done it in you our know, careers yeah. it's different it's yep. different because <clears throat> you go to a normal job you sit at a desk and I don't mean this, and uh, you know what you you hurt your wrist. Or yeah, you, you yeah, know, you yeah, yeah. These guys risk it, and I'm when I say risk it, yep. these dudes risk it mm-hmm. every day, every lap they're on the track. Yep. The risk factor is high, huge. So, you know the the potential for their career to be short is just as high or as volume or as big as can their career excel and be great. Yep, and it's. You know, when when there's an opportunity to to take advantage of a financial aspect and be on a program that clearly is capable of yep. of uh, isolating and, and allowing any rider to shine, um, it's easy to under it's 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 yeah. completely understandable. Yep. So you know? do you know? Do you have a plan B or not yet? Um, I mean, there's a lot of riders that would love to ride for you guys, so that's no, that's a good part. There is. There are there yeah. are a lot of. Unfortunately, yeah, there is a yeah. lot of guys out there that that yeah. don't have or would like to be on our program, and I, I think that the program that is currently in place is better than it was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe our bikes are going to be better. I believe that once we once we find all the loose ends, get everything buttoned up and really clean, we are yep. going to be a better program after this of coming together as, with the three entities. And um, so you, you, the decision is, is, you know, you try to take some emotions out of it. You know, if you, if you sit and look at what's out there, who's out there, at some point we got to go, okay, we came together because we wanted to make our program better. Mm-hmm. What is the decision about putting a rider on or not putting a rider on, mm-hmm. right? That's that's, yeah. that's that's what we're talking about here, is what's going to ultimately be a positive direction and something that we need to do moving forward with uh, with our program. Mm-hmm. And then then when you start talking about that, you start talking about some of your your partners that are are contributing in a manner which such that it also impacts what they had plans for their marketing and things of that nature so Mm -hmm. you know we need to we're going to reach out to those partners and 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 ask them yep you know hey here's here's the pool what do you want to do what's going to be a benefit for you is there a benefit you know because we can't just sit and and be about just us because Mm -hmm. we have relationships and partners in place that we have to maintain that relationship and we're going to absolutely maintain that relationships josh osby on the team, though? On the team. Yep. Uh, certainly a rider that's shown some good skill. Um, he's put in some good lap times as well last year for the club guys. Like, Couple as six, a full privateer, he was good. Two six-place finishes? Yeah. I remember him jumping that quad in St. Louis or somewhere. Yeah. Like, you're just like, holy shit, Osby just aired it out. So uh, Yeah, that's um, yeah. There's, that, that excites me yep. of having a jumper around. Yep. You know, that um, 
because it's it's exciting. Jace Pennington. Pennington. He's, Pennington will know, be back on. He's one of those guys. I think um, you know. I the dude is completely talented. Yep. Um, and he has you know he has clearly shown through his career um, speed and brilliant mm-hmm. speed. Um, you know the injury he had last year was unbelievable and not st- we still really don't know how but oh, really? it happened yeah yep. in every video we have he, when he hits impacts the ground something is blocking the view so we don't yeah. really know what happened other than you can look at his x-rays and look at the amount of metal he yeah. had in his body yeah it's a good one and uh he's coming back he uh he's did everything that we've ever asked of him to do um clearly felt like he deserved that opportunity to continue down mm-hmm. that path um the guy's got uh he can ride a motorcycle yeah. we just need to figure out and get him totally comfortable and in a great place where he could just excel and that's right. what we're trying to do um is who's your tire coming back or what are you going to do with that who's your tire who's your tire um, do you know we're we we're we're still testing we okay. got we've got a test session so set up, up in at the, the first still? of the year yeah yep. we've got a test session up at the first of the year um you know it's always um it excites me having an opportunity yeah. to yeah well you you're know, a bit of a gearhead guy some, right yeah so, yeah, yeah. Right. You, you always like to be a part of making something yeah. right yep so there's we have not uh, we have not um uh, made a commitment, yep. you know, a uh, full commitment, but we have a tire test coming up in the uh, first of the year. Guys at FXR, our buddies of mine on the Privateer Show, of course, this is a fly racing show, but FXR, big part of your deal? Yep. Big part of our deal, yep. absolutely. Great. Guys we there. had a new partner that came on this year with us. Um, uh, really excited about that uh, that relationship and where that can go. Yeah, um, yeah they're and, good guys. They, they, make good, they make good gear yep. and everything. So, so we're, we're excited about that from a, not only from a product standpoint mm-hmm. and uh, being a team partner, um, but the you know the the marketing that those guys are doing and what they're yeah. bringing in is clearly it's going to be a benefit for our program and our riders and yeah. everyone involved. Yeah, absolutely. I got a feeling that you're going to be a big part of their their program marketing wise, and they're going to base things around you guys. So that uh, that'll right, be good. It, it's yeah. exciting, right? Um, you'll be probably their ads, Skip. No, no. <laughs> um, how about well? Hey, let's let's dive into this. So I was I. Uh, I wrote a column for I wrote a column for this digital uh, magazine uh, on track off road Adam Wheeler. So he asked me. He said, "Hey, write your column, kind of about what's going on in the sport right now off the track." And, and I said, "Okay, all right, I can do that. It might be depressing, but I can do that." And so that's something that Adam asked me to write. So I wrote something, um, basically like, "Look, the thank God for Mike Genova, Coy Gibbs, Forrest Butler. They're the only privateer, private teams owned in the 450s that are racing at the, the, AS, the A level. Um, JGR cannot get a sponsor. And they have Joe Gibbs Racing, of course, NASCAR team. One would think they can certainly get into the any sort of meeting with any Fortune 500 company that they possibly could possibly want. It's not me or you calling them. This is Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, so then, in order to get some material on a column i called david evans who was an agent for a long time you know david uh works with cooper webb now works with the jgr guys more on the nascar side than the moto side i just talked to david about you know some of it was off the record but just basically how's things going and what's going on and why don't you guys have a title and good god that's scary you know blah 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 and he agreed with all of that and told me kind of things that they've been doing and things that fell through and what what he's hearing and what's going on and then i said can we do a podcast about this he said no but he still gave me a lot of good information. I'll tell you what. So my column came out. I mean, look, I maybe you can accuse me of being a glass half empty guy. You know, I'm. You're certainly skipping my knowledge of you over the years. You're a glass half full guy. You're a pretty positive guy most of the time. Um, and maybe I'm not. But I'll tell you what. It's and you talked about you guys not having a title. I I don't know why we can't get title sponsorship in our sport for teams like yourselves or even JGR or whatever 
like the demo is good. We're on live TV. You know, we were on more live last year than this year, but we'll be back to more live probably. Um, uh, it's scary, man. That's the bottom line. So my column is it, it's freaking scary. And I thank God for you guys doing this and Joel Gibbs and, and, and Mike Genova, who has just told us sat in that chair right there and told us he's over a million dollars a year in losses. Um, thank God. But why can't we make this better? What, what, what do we got to do? Do we got, I mean, do we go back to box fans? Skip. <laughs> uh, you, you know, it's, it's, um, I realize it's a long it's question. A, it's a yeah. legitimate concern yes. in my mind. Yes. Um, I, 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 and I, I, you know, I, I find it difficult to to really throw something out there because I don't necessarily have a solution mm-hmm. that I can that I could present. Yeah. And it's um, I, a long time ago, and on numerous occasions as I've gone through my career in and out of the racing standpoint, mm-hmm. it's you know, and then having to manage people and to manage programs, and you know, if you're going to come to me with a problem, you damn sure better have yeah. a solution. Yeah involved with it yep. and and I, I i struggle because i don't have a solution yeah i don't have anything to present to anybody i look at our i was telling david this i look at our sport and i've said this many times on the pulp show the things a team owner would do for you for half a million dollars i mean they would probably kill bury a body for you do whatever you want for half a million dollars and you would get the biggest signage ever You'd be all over the place. The team would do anything they want. Most teams for five hundred thousand dollars in this sport, uh, and I'm not saying the elite, the elite, but under certainly underneath that. And we can't get five hundred thousand dollars with our demo from a Verizon or a Taco Bell or anybody. Like that's depressing. We're on live TV. We we're we're motorsports. We're aggressive. We're edgy. We're all of the things you want. Our worldwide athletes. You know the guys are worldwide athletes. I don't know, man. You know, and, and I think it's a, I, I believe it is a bigger and much bigger problem and a more complex problem because I think you have to take amateur racing into consideration when okay. you talk about what's going on or what's not going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's, I, again, I have, I can't, I can't bring any solution to the table. Yeah. I can only tell you what right. I, I, I feel. And I, I think the biggest thing that we struggle with from a marketing standpoint is we're an audio sport. And what I mean by that is, is we don't have a trunk lid. We don't have a lot of things that mm-hmm. that are very visible on the TV. It's a motorcycle with an athlete bouncing around this track. I shouldn't say bouncing around, yeah. but the, you know what yep. I mean by yep. that. And that you know we rely very heavily on the play-by-play and the color to help complete and tell the story. And you know when you start talking about that, it is it's the athlete. It's the OEM. There's a lot of things that come to play, and you hear things, you know, the the Kawasaki guys or the JGR guys or the Traders guys or mm-hmm. the club guys, whatever that was. And if those guys had a sponsor, yeah, you know, very difficult. You know, I think that, you know, Kawasaki and Monster and even Yamaha and Monster and Monster Supercross, you know, it's Monster's getting that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but um, it's, it's, a, it's an audio sport. And when we have those... You know, when we have anything that's shown up, it's they, you know, they always show the OEM bike and they yeah. show the picture and they show this. That very rarely do they take up and go, you know, show the trade. It's when we got on the podium, it traders wasn't mentioned, you know, any yeah. visual or anything on TV. And it's all audio that's going back. And I don't, I don't know how you address that. Right. It, so I don't have a solution for the, um, you know, how you get around that. Yeah. You know, it's, um, um, I think, you know, we, we look at some things and, 
You know, how do we... What do you hear from people when you approach... I don't know who's doing it for your guys, Brandon or, or yourself or Kenny or whoever, but are you just hearing, nah, not interested? Just... No, there's I can't a, imagine you're asking for a ton of money. Um, no, but, you know, you talk about... Um, let's just say there was a company that made a, a, a consumable. Mm-hmm. And you have that, you know, you're talking about that, them coming on as consumable, and they they want to... You know, they want to be able to get that consumable product into all the fans that come in and all of that. So when you start talking about a $250,000 title sponsor that's going to come in and help do that, well, in order to activate a program like that, it's going to cost $350,000 or another $50,000. So now all of a sudden, that sponsorship that was a palpable number to talk about just doubled or tripled. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden, that takes us into a very different program with a lot of them. And I've had a couple of those large companies come back and, and and watch the TV they were very interested and they that's where I got the audio from yeah. it says you yeah. guys are an audio sport yeah yeah huh you know it's not it's not a visible sport and when it is it's you know it's headshot of the rider yeah yeah it's those types of things yeah. and and that's a challenge i think that um you know any sport's going to going to hold yeah, look who's calling me right now <laughs> speaking of fxr anyway and um you know i think you got to look at cost mm-hmm. uh, you know i it's it's uh at the lights level, and you're yeah. talking about a regional series that is intended to bring athletes into the sport. Yeah, um, the cost is huge. Right. You know, I, I know what we spend on our bikes and what it takes for us to maintain to try to put a program together, power-wise, mm-hmm. that can compete. Yep. That we can get a good enough start with. That you know we can be in the top yep. five on the start, so we have an opportunity for these guys to do what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, can you give us a ballpark? Can you give us a ballpark of what you guys are spending? East Coast, two fifty team. I can uh, let's just, I can talk about the power plant side of things. Yeah, I mean just yeah. on the engine side yeah. of things. You know, it's going to be for us. It's going to be. Hold on, let me. I should have this totally okay. chopped down. But all right, give me a second. Yeah, here. we can work on um, that. Uh, Skip, don't forget busting up the pen right now, and uh, working working it through. And and again, it's just I think people would be amazed uh, at the end of the day to find out that uh, an effort like yours that is not factory Honda. And you're not full time 450s. You're doing regional series. What it would cost? So we're we're f- like, hey, conversation goes. Hey, let's put this guy on the team. Yeah. Just we are we're able that we don't have to purchase yep. motorcycles mm-hmm. right now. We have uh, factory level suspension that we don't have to purchase. So right. taking those two and, yeah. and we have yeah. a parts which allotment, which is awesome, right? And we yeah. have a parts allotment. So. Take that out of it: motorcycle suspension mm-hmm. and parts. When we have that conversation, it's a hundred, about one hundred and twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars just to put a good practice bike and a race bike yep. on the track. Yeah, that doesn't count yeah. getting it to the track. <laughs> right. That doesn't count a mechanic to maintain it. That doesn't count anything. That's, that counts motorcycle performance for for one rider, that's, and, and, and that's why when a rider calls you and says, "Skip, I'll ride for free," you're like, "Ah, actually." <laughs> You're not right. No, that, it, it has it has a real value <laughs> right. of cash yeah. that we have yeah. to put out for those, yeah. and we're very fortunate that we have a tremendous amount of support from the industry to help us yeah. offset some of those costs. Yeah. Yep. But um, you know, we're 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 buying products. Yeah. You know, we're fortunate that we get some products as sponsorship products. Um, but uh, you know, we yeah. we we buy some products. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't think people would understand that if they thought about it. You know, and, and you know, it's and from a power standpoint, I mean. Any anybody can purchase exactly what we're racing. You mm-hmm. know, those pieces are going to be available, and all of our companies that we're working with will yep. make them available. The issue is, is is the cost that it requires to maintain them. Yep. Um, speaking of that, 
your relationship with Mitch Payton, do you talk to him about this kind of stuff? Do you say to him, Jesus, Mitch, this is, this is killing me. And then he goes, yeah, tell me about it, Skip. No, no, we do. I, you know, and it's not something that we talk every week about or anything, but that conversation absolutely comes up. up. And, um, you know, they're clearly, he's one of the better funded programs and he's worked his butt off. Dude, He's making transmissions. He's just making his own transmissions. God, can you imagine the price of that? Uh, yeah, they're about 10 grand a piece. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So 10 grand. Yeah. You know, that's if, if we wanted to go get something done, it would be, it would cost us about that, you know, and, and you talk about three guys on a team, there's two engines practice bikes you know i gotta do that 12 times yeah yeah absolutely crazy um luke resland uh been on traders yamaha for a few years now i scored a podium for you last year awesome i like luke a lot uh i'm sure you do too we saw your straight rhythm which was absolutely epic by the way i mean it was just so good to see you and him and the mc thing and and yeah it was amazing it was really cool on so many levels i was i was really proud to be a part uh, of that. not gonna be part of the team going forward i don't know what he's gonna do i heard he was gonna hang it up actually to be honest i, I heard he wasn't gonna race anymore um i talked to him a little bit he told me you know he didn't want to go to club didn't want to sort of pay money in his in his side of things he was like i don't want to pay to be on a team i got this dreamland place which by all accounts looks amazing uh unfortunate that's not gonna happen uh i like luke um, he hasn't reached the levels I thought he would a couple years ago when he was on Cycle Trader. I really thought he was, you know, coming up and outside of that podium, he's kind of maintained. He hasn't reached uh, the level I thought he would. But um, yeah, talk about that a little bit. Losing him, and and I, I think you guys were close. Uh, I yes, yeah. Um, and uh, I I have to say that there you could say yes to that. You know, I, and again, yeah. talking about the industry side of things. Yeah, I was really disappointed in the industry. Here's a kid. Mm-hmm on a non-factory supported program oh, that we you know we, yep. we talk about yep um i i he got third he finished yeah. on the podium yeah. had the fastest lap time of the night in the main event yeah didn't matter to the industry yeah as a whole i mean there was people yeah. that talked yeah. about it and stuff yeah. but yeah. bottom line it yeah, didn't no, we matter. had him on our show we talked you know, i mean yeah all that but you know, yeah from a big picture standpoint yeah. it, it really didn't matter now mm-hmm. um unfortunately he wasn't able to back it up mm-hmm. um you know, and that's something that this industry requires. Yeah. You know, and um, for whatever the reasons was, it didn't get back on the podium. Yep. Um, and that was a that was a that was a definite bummer. Um, but I think that you know, at, as uh, as uh, things transpired last night and this morning, I think we oh. we'd be absolutely foolish if oh, okay we didn't. Try to uh, try to make it work. Try to have yeah. a conversation about that. Well, um, good. I think that'd be you know? awesome. Yeah, because I, I think you know if you if you look at everything that was out there and where all the programs were at and everything that was going on, you know, um, after Thanksgiving everybody starts ramping mm-hmm. ramping things up, and it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when we have guys that get injured. Yeah, um, we had a support rider, Tanner Stack, that we were going to support through our program. He got injured, mm-hmm. um, so it's um, it's unfortunate, and, and I don't know how. You can't have Luke on the top of that list. Any of, rider that's of, open, of, yeah. Of if he open. wants, if he wants to do it, I heard you know? he didn't. So I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't talk to him so, very much. But I would imagine, knowing, yeah. knowing the family, knowing his yeah. dad, I think he's probably gotten a um, a real life experience. <laughs> sure, right. Of, um, being back and, and, and working every day, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I can only imagine that he would much rather throw his leg over a motorcycle be the than, first guy to, to, than yeah. to put it on a shovel. Yeah. Travis Preston was the same way also. Preston quit the sport a little bit and was like, holy shit, this sucks. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's um, sometimes it takes, uh, 
you know, a life experience like that to maybe reset. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I mean, he told me he had to go to to club, and I'm like, I get it, club's a sponsor, but have you seen Dreamland? Let them let them go there. I know not you, but I mean uh, people I, in general. Let them stay there. It's got everything you need, you know. As long as the kids putting the work in, you know. Yep. So I, well, I hope that works. Yeah, I hope it works out. I like Luke. I per, per good personality, good kid, tries hard. Like we need more of those guys in a sport. Yeah, you won't. You don't have to worry about his effort off the motorcycle getting yep. prepared. Yeah, yep. you don't have to work in. That's not a consideration at right, all. Right. Uh, Skip Norfolk on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Stars and Maxis. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Skip is uh, in studio, which is always better than over the phone. Uh, but we did do a career podcast with you, career retrospective, two years ago. So people sk- uh, search Skip's name on iTunes or any podcast app, and it'll come up, and we get into all of it and, and all of that. You know, So if you're wondering why I'm not talking more about McGrath, then that's why. But we will talk about McGrath days. But. That's why. So uh, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. So this is you, Skip, uh, third year back with this team or fourth, going into the fourth? Going into the fourth. How do you like being back? How do you like being – I mean, there's a long time you didn't come to the races. We didn't see you much. Yeah, it's a, it's a – You yourself, how's it going? It's going good. Okay. It's a it's a on a very personal level. It's a love-hate relationship, right? <laughs> you know, um, love racing, absolutely love it. Um but what we had talked about earlier, yeah. you know, there's some, there's some things that uh, make it challenging, yep. you know, and um, and being able to, as our program, you know, being able to to set expectations about what a win is, mm-hmm. you know, because a, a win for a program like ours is is not not being on the top of the box. Yep, you know, a win on our program is is putting one of these guys in the, in the, in the top five mm-hmm. and having these guys. Being able to put a product on the track that is capable for those guys to get, uh, you know, to be one yeah. of that that a group of riders that we all talk yep. about, and um, and being okay with yeah. that being a win. And I mean, ultimately, Josh Osby moving up to a Mitch Payton Pro Circuit program is a win for you guys. If you can get Osby to be looked at and picked up by Mitch Payton, you guys have done your job. Is that correct or no? That, yeah. that we have to look yeah. at it that way right. because you know, and we hope that we can grow our program in a rate that allows us to keep these guys. Yes, and not be uh, what was some of the movies and stuff that came out. You know, where the Oakland A's, um, no Moneyball, you know, Moneyball or, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, right, right. they were they were right. a, a lower budget team, and everybody mm-hmm. would just they yep. got all these guys up, and everybody would shred them apart. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, they're still doing it to this shit, and, to this day, and, and that that's that's. <laughs> That's our sport, right? That right. if you shine as an athlete, you're gonna you're gonna go to yep. the top, and we hope we can we can we can grow at that same rate. And I think that's a monumental task for a team like ours to think that we can, you know, find another three or four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. So look, as I said, I, you're 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 an upbeat guy. You're a positive guy, and you're the crew chief. So you're more in charge of testing and bikes and everything else. It's, Kenny's job and Brandon, I imagine, to deal with the riders. But in your time, have you come back? Have you have you really got after riders? I can't imagine you doing that too much, Skip. Because, like I said, you're such a positive guy and everything. I so, do you step back and just be like, "Hey, how's the motorcycle? What can I do to help you? You know, ride better?" Or, or are you getting somewhat into these guys' line selections and race things and everything else? Or do you step aside as a crew chief? No, I. You know, it's. Um you know what the, my my approach is is we have the ability to make it easier for you to do what you do on the motorcycle mm-hmm. and if if we can we can take a if you're having to put in an effort of x 
to get into the corner and yeah. we can make it a little bit easier and better for you to get into that corner than take that effort and put it somewhere else. Yeah. You know, we have that we have that ability to do it on a on a on a scale that we're capable of. It's mm-hmm. not the scale that the OEMs can offer, but yep. you know, when it comes to chassis and I'll put our bike up against any factory yep. bike that's out there. Our bike I think handles great. Yep. Can you change races yet? Can you get aftermarket races? Races. Yeah, bearing races. For for privateer guys or no? Is that still something OEMs only have? Oh, you mean to change? Yeah, to change, do change and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, I, or just an offset of clamps is you know more I, I, what you can do. I, that, that's something that I think at the level that we're at, that's not a, that's not something we need to go to because yeah, yeah. I yep. you know we're able to change offsets yep. and do some things like that. Um, um, we've got. Uh, so you stick to that. You're not we, so much we, of a guy. You're not a guy coming back and being like. You know, get your head out of your ass, or anything. like you're not that guy. Well, <laughs> or are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. On occasion, I think it, if it needs to be said, okay. I'll say it. Yep. You know, but it's it's definitely what can we do about the motorcycle? Let's make sure that motorcycle. Yep. I look at that. That's the biggest excuse that any riders has. So yeah, yeah. It's our it's our responsibility on the technical side of it is to eliminate that right. excuse. Um, but it's I you know when it comes into how you do some things or this technique i mean we brandon and kenny both are are there you know brandon really handles all the Mm -hmm. the day-to-day training side of the things kenny is is all about you know the logistics and and making sure that Mm -hmm. you know he keeps all of us in track keeps all of us in budget which you know i'm I'm his biggest offender there (laughs) um and you're a motorcycle you know so but yet we all do you know we all do and I, i i definitely try to get the the athletes and the team and everybody to Use their head a little bit more, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Make, try to make better decisions. Um, I, I, I challenge the riders to to do certain things on an on a mental level, as if you if they cannot control their emotions and become mental giants, mm-hmm. they're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, you worked with Jeremy obviously for years and factory Honda riders. You worked at Kawasaki testing riders. Are you finding? And this is something I've when I when I talk to guys at your level. Um, and I know certainly some riders too that would fall in this category. Are you finding that these kids, I don't want to be the old man walking uphill to school both ways, but these kids, they don't know how to test a motorcycle. They don't know what's going on. Are you finding that? Absolutely. Yeah. Race tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpamex 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, race tech specializing high performance suspension, parts, service, and setups modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Racetech. Guys like the HEP Suzuki team and many more in the pits use Racetech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18 you can save using the code. Please check them out. Racetech.com Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between. Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. Was it always like that? Was it young Jeremy like that? Um, or what, or I, I, someone told me this is all the training facilities' fault. 
<laughs> and I think I think if you were to talk to the guys that are that are running those training facilities, yeah. I think they're aware of that. Okay. Um, and it's it's a balance of what it takes from a from a technique standpoint mm-hmm. and a time standpoint and a practice standpoint. You know that that's going to be a conflict. You know a little bit because you know when oh, as far as the so, devo- devoting time. So to if it, you yeah, think yeah. about this, right? So when you when you when you're out there and you're going through race scenarios, you tell these guys that when the gate drops, if that thing's got square wheels, you better figure out how to make it go with square wheels. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about yeah. it. You've got to figure it out, right? Yeah. And that that's yeah. that's a that's true. That's racing 101. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Right? So then you come on the technical side and going, "Hey, I, I got round wheels over here. I can help out," right? Yeah. So and but when you bring that guy in who has been so trained and conditioned to i have to figure it out Mm -hmm. i have to figure it out and you're going i think i can help you it's that's that's the conflict or that's the challenge and and that that doesn't that doesn't exist um as it did years ago and 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 what i mean by that is is that 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 there wasn't programs and guys every day that are telling the riders this that was just kind of that you had to figure out yourself a little bit you had to right so um but I think we're in a position that we can do a little bit of testing. Yeah. And, and our goal is is that, you know, I tell, I tell each one of the guys, I said, if you need to know what your motorcycle's doing, you need to be able to tell these guys whether you can come back in from a test and go, this is what I felt that was yeah. different. This is what it did that was better. Mm-hmm. Tell me what it does first. Then let's talk about if you liked it or not. Right. Because right. what you end up coming into in a c- scenario now where these guys come in and they have they the training aspect of it has created this um, comfort zone. Yep. Those guys can go out and ride on their tracks blindfolded. Yeah, and they, they, and they shred everything and they about fly. it. Right. Right. So, so on the the negative part is is you've created this this rider in this program that is conditioned like to in a petri I've, dish like I've got to I've yeah. got to deal with it you know I've yeah. got to make it work yeah. so then when you try to take the time to offer a a change or mm-hmm. an adjustment that that change or adjustment creates more of a conflict from their comfort zone yep that and then that the rider then goes back and goes, well, I'm not comfortable on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's right, how human right, nature is. Right. I give you something, it's different. You go, oh, I don't yeah. know if I like this. Yeah. So what we end up doing, it takes us a little bit longer, and it's a little frustrating for the athlete. And yeah. sometimes you got to work to it. But right. you know, if, if I if I give you something, and it's a little bit better, you're going to go, ah, you know, ah, ah, but I'm still comfortable on this. Yeah. So I force you to ride with it for a while, and you're pissed at me, and we go through this process. Then I take it away from you. Yeah. And all of a sudden you go, whoa, 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 what'd you just take away? Yeah. So sometimes you got to, if I give you something, you have one perception of it. Yeah, if I yeah. take it away from yeah. you, you're going to have a different perspective. And if I take it away and you don't notice it, yep. it really didn't matter. If I yep. take it away and you're going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Okay. We just learned, we, we, guys. We paused. We yeah. just yeah. learned. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's about, it's about inter- integrating in the, a little mm-hmm. bit of we can help to make it better. But the bottom line is, is when the gate drops out of race, it's all on your shoulders. Yeah. I talked to an OEM guy that you know well and. He was just telling me these kids are morons now, and I don't, I don't know how much it had to do with, you know, the uphill of school both ways. But he's just like they don't know how to test, man. He's like they don't know what's going on. They just rev the shit out of these two fifty Fs, and just that's it. You know, you're like, how's it build power? They're like, I don't know. I just go like just turn the throttle, and so it's a part of your job, crew chief. That like you just broke it broke it down. You have to help help them. You got to you got to help them. And and you yeah. know, I tried to tell these guys. I said if you. If you are fortunate enough 
to move up the ladder mm-hmm. and you get on an OEM program and you go out the first day and they start testing and you're just honest with those guys. Yeah. You go, this is what it does. This is what it does. Don't even wait for them to ask you if you like it or not. Yeah. Tell them what it does first, because the minute you walk into that door with that group of, of engineers and the staffs that they yeah. have, there's a lot of smart people. In yeah. You're industry. not fooling anybody. All of a sudden, yeah. those guys are going to go, oh, I, this guy, this guy's helping me yeah. become a better engineer yeah. because he's telling me what it's doing. Right. That group will be behind that rider like there's nobody business. Yeah. And because now they're, everybody's working right. together to make something better. Yeah. And you've got to take the emotions out of it. Right. So you enjoy it. You enjoy being back. Love that yeah. part of it. Yeah. That, that part's Love exciting it. for you. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe not doing 29 races, right? But <laughs> we're not. So yeah. that, that no, part's No, I know. Good. That's what I mean. Like if you <laughs> yeah. were doing 29, it might be a grind for you, but yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting to see uh, you're coming back. So, uh, all right, let's go. Let's go into the time machine a little bit and go back I just can't get enough of these stuff but um you ever sit back and think about the things you've accomplished in our sport do you ever like like i was just you know i was a mechanic for 11 years and i got a national win and a summer cross win that beating jeremy mcgrath by the way and uh like i love that yeah all right we did um and uh like, you just want all the time, Skip. You just want everything all the time. And then you were kind of done. And you got called back out of retirement a little bit to, to come back. But yep. um, do you ever? what do you think about when you think about those days? I mean, they're all happy. They're all smiling. But do you think, like, holy shit, we won a lot? <laughs> um, yeah, I've had that. I've had that definitely come through. Yeah. You know, especially... Especially the year when we were we were still mixing supercrosses and nationals were mixed yeah. in together, yeah. yeah, you know, and and you know having winning nineteen events in the first twenty one weeks of the year was yeah pretty yeah pretty freaking cool, <laughs> right, right. Um, and no, everyone said Jeremy couldn't win outdoors, he wouldn't win, you know what I mean. And this is the days of you guys in between Daytona and Gainesville, you got Atlanta and you got a national and you're building, you're testing. I mean, this is no, you know, I look back and I, I'd like to think, you know, I was a, I was a small part of success for, for some programs and some individuals. Um, and, um, being able to, to try now that I'm older, yeah, you know, being able to try to recall all the things that took place, in order to allow that to happen and trying to now find a way in a, in a very different world to try to offer a little bit of insight to mechanics, team managers, owners, athletes of, have you considered looking at it this way Uh and given an alternative and, and, and really trying to broaden the scope of what it actually takes to, to, to be a champion. Uh Um, you know, and, and there's so many variables that go into that, but being able to really now try to pull from that and apply it and understand that if we had three different riders sitting here, that each one of those are different. And, you know, I might on first rider, I may be able to walk into his front door and just go at it. But the other guy ah, I may have to go in the side door, mm-hmm, yeah, you know, and really yeah. finding out how to how to engage with with the very different personalities that are out there. Yeah. And given all the social media and how instant and live everything is. Um, you know, it creates, I think, it, I think it puts an even bigger burden on the athlete of yeah. being able to try and go do it. Cause it's, it's so visible. I mean, it's a challenge. You got to just look back and be like, 
That was amazing. That was an amazing run. Well, the thing that sticks out <laughs> in my head more than anything was in, in talking about Jeremy. And I, Are you tired of talking about Jeremy in those days, by the way? No. Guys like me sit here and like, no, no, okay, no, oh, okay. No, I enjoy it. I Luke, really Luke enjoy it. Luke grills you or anything like, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, 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 I enjoy it. And Luke, Luke was probably the best one because he, he'd send me a text or show me some clip or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, but because he was, a, he was a historian. Yeah. He really, he was a historian, yeah. but going back and, and, you know, to kind of got a little off track yeah, there yeah, on my yeah. thought process, okay. but you know, I, I look back at, at being a part of a small part of what happened you know, with, with Jeremy and, and even with James and, and having, you know, my time at Suzuki and my time at Kawasaki, mm-hmm. my time at Yamaha, um, the clearly the time at Honda, you know, of having just being surrounded by some pretty good people. Yeah. And, and the thing that sticks out more than anything else in my mind about the guys that we call the best, they were mental giants. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I look at I look at a lot of guys that are coming up, and they are far from being mental <laughs> giants. Right, right. Um, I would agree a hundred percent with that. Yeah. And you know, who who doesn't get enough credit for being a mental giant is RV. He was absolutely. He just he was really good at. I got this. I'm gonna stay. I'm not. I'm not having a great practice. This guy is jumping something. I'm not. It doesn't matter when the gate drops. I'll find a way. So take take it off the track. You yeah. Know, take it off of the the development and stuff. And I and I I agree with you completely. And I think that I think that he challenged his entire staff at Kawasaki mm-hmm. during those years. Yeah. Um, because when he showed up, it was no. I'm going to put my laps in, or I'm going to do this. I'm here to work. Yeah. We're going race pace. So everybody had to have. When they would go out for a test, or they would go out for a ride day, when he's actually working and they're trying to work on the bike, it do the the tensity level, mm-hmm. the risk factor. You might as well have been at a race, and he had the ability to go and test and ride at an incredibly high level mm-hmm. for to get to do what he needed to do to fix the problem or make something better or whatever they work on. And it requires the entire staff to be at that same level. Yeah. And he pushed those guys, and I think if you were to go back and talk to some of those those guys that were had the ability and were around on the staff of the mm-hmm. race program i, I kind of think they would they would say the yeah. same thing of that you know he elevated the entire program with his intensity and his focus when did you ever have did you ever feel pr- honda days jeremy did you ever feel like a ton of pressure i mean you got cliff you got J- japanese honda guys you're in a box fan these days you're driving around like it's you it's on you and stress fractures and parts timing out and all of these things that you're learning and figuring out. Now, you you know, by all accounts, you guys didn't make a ton of changes to the bikes over the years from what he liked. But I mean, literally, like everybody is looking at you and this bike because the million dollar kid is riding it and the million dollars are at stake and titles and wins. Did you ever get to a point where you were like, leave me alone, everybody? Like, I got this outside pressures. Not Jeremy and not, well, not the no, dad. But. No, no, but I, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that was all, you know, I think the story you talked about, St. Louis and all of that yeah. comes to light. Yeah. Um, but I think on a bigger scope of, si- of things, Jeremy, Jeremy had a light switch and he was able to turn it on and turn it off. And so it was, it was easy, easier to separate racing from life okay. with him. Yeah. Um, 
and that that break and that breath you could take um didn't allow d- d- for that yeah, to happen right, you know, right, we right. could, we, we could you get could, away from it and right. he was brilliant at that like i'm just thinking like you got a long drive a week ahead of you your fuel pump goes on your box fan your parts didn't show up honda's going you're under the gun you're trying to build this thing everything's at stake you're sick maybe like any of those things that happen from day to day and you're just like you're like i can't handle this <laughs> well no because it that, that that none of that stuff mattered yeah you still it. had to get it done right yeah and um you know I, I i struggled with that when i went to what i would say the the mainstream part of the business and got into the action sport apparel yeah, business. No you fear. Know, that was yeah. that was the massive challenge to you know to look like at somebody meeting, that like look yeah. at somebody at five o'clock that's going out the door and going hey we were supposed to get this done today yeah and they're like well i'll get it on monday yeah, yeah. Drive me crazy. Dude, the, the, green, the green flag, the gate's dropping on yeah, Saturday yeah. morning. we right. got to have our stuff together. Right. Uh, so that was a huge challenge yeah, yeah. Of, of... And meetings and everything else. Yeah, but, yeah. but racing is, you know, I think the teams that have been successful and the teams that will continue to be successful is, is it, it, there's a yep. single goal, and unfortunately, nothing else matters. Yeah, that's it. doesn't matter how you feel. doesn't matter what's going on in your life, your marriage. Or, gate's like, dropping. Yeah, yeah, right. And you're going to look like right. a fool if you don't have it together. Did you ever have weekends, late night poker games, Jeremy's at the top of his game? Did you ever have weekends where you're like, I'm just not going to frame the bike this week. I'm not going to do this this week. No. Nope. Just this, never. No. Nope. Like he's so good. I don't have to do this or, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What? No, no. Never. Never. Yeah. Maybe that's why where you are where you are and I am. <laughs> You know, there's, you know, there's, there's things that, you know, there's things now that, you know, we don't do. Yeah. We don't frame our bikes every week. There, you know, the, the wiring harnesses and the, there's some pieces that are, have the potential to be very Mm -hmm. delicate and the more you handle them, the more you introduce a problem to happen. So there's, there's, there's some things that have changed based Mm -hmm. off of technologies and, and, and things that we need to do. But the bottom line is, is that. Just because you don't frame it doesn't mean that you don't need to put a wrench on every stinking bolt that's on there yeah. and make sure it's tight. Yep. You know? Yep. Um No, it's just um that's something that I took on myself of, you know, I'm not yeah. gonna I'm, yeah, just, I'm not gonna yeah. be the reason why. Right, right. Or why not? Um what is what is one thing you wish uh the sport would be more like the old days now? And what's something that you wish that is way better than what it used to be in your day? Is there something that we should go back to that you did? And I even mean the Cowie days, you know what I mean? Anything like that. And something that's better. You know, I, I it's funny you say that because I, you know, we were, yeah, we were at the Red Bull event. Oh, yeah. And we're just sitting there watching. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there talking with Mitch and Roger DeCoster comes in and we're talking. And I just, the one thing that stuck out is, is we all had smiles on our faces. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a, it was a, it was a fun event and if there was a way if there was a way to bring back the fun the the fun <laughs> of it and you know yes we're all there to work yes we all yep. want to beat the guy standing next to us yes we're going to do anything we can to make sure we beat that guy the next day but damn it let's at least have a little bit of fun while we're doing it yeah yep. um and i think that's something that a program like ours still has the ability to do right right you know we're we're not in the the pressure cooker yeah of having to win I'm going to say the guess the one thing that you is better now is the mechanics are flying and not risking their lives driving between the races. 
Uh, that there's there's something to be said for that. And I, you I guys, was, what you got, I, and I did it a little bit too. But you you and Berluti and these guys, I mean, you guys had some horrendous travel schedules. We did. You yeah. know, we was you know there was double headers in Seattle, and you're in Miami the next weekend. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, you know, but it's it still puts a challenge on the transportation is a huge challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the one thing that sticks out in my mind is I think that. Good, bad, right, wrong, whether you liked them or not, I think that the the promoters and the groups that have come through mm-hmm. and how they've gone and, and now we're with the you know, Feld and that, you know, our sport is at a higher level visibly professionally than professionally yeah. than it was before. You yeah. know, and I think Supercross is is a is a is a great product. It's not hay bales scattered all over the truck. It's, it's a good product. <laughs> Whatever, right. You know? Um nineteen ninety. Uh Team Green technician? What are you doing in 1990? Team Green. Yeah. So who gets hired first, Jeremy or you, for, for peak pro circuit? I, I I was at, oh, Jeremy. Jeremy, okay. Going to, going, yeah, Jeremy. Okay. Yeah. So Jeremy gets hired. Uh, he, st- the old story's out there. He thought he was going to factory Honda. He was mm-hmm. like, no, kid, you're going to this. This guy, their guy, his team, you know, 125 support. And are you unhappy at Cowie, or does Mitch come to you, or how does that work? No, no, I wasn't unhappy at Cowie. I yeah. was, uh, I was surrounded by some great people. You know, learned. I think Mark Johnson, probably without a doubt, had the. I, I would, I would say that he was the single mm-hmm. biggest influence on, on, um, on who I became as a as a as a guy in the industry yeah. for sure on the technical side. Um, no, it wasn't. Um, I was at uh, Team Green. You knew uh, Jeremy already. He'd won Cowie. He won Vegas on a Cowie. Yeah, yep. we did that. Um, and uh, you know he he called after I think I want to say it was Ricky Johnson called him. Oh yeah, yep. And then he called and said, "Hey, you know, going to Honda." Yeah. And I'm like, "Man, great." He goes, "I want you to come with." I go, "Great." So excuse yeah. me. Yeah. So immediately I'm going, "Well, Cliff White's there." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No chance. Uh, right. No chance in hell. Right, right. right. You know. Um. And uh, fortunate enough for for us uh, and myself, you know, Cliff. Cliff wanted got off the road and and they did all the payment internal yeah. race engines development and all that stuff. Right. So there was a seat available, um, and uh, I stepped in and. But but it was Peyton's team. So and, uh, originally it was originally it was all with oh, American it was, Honda. So yeah. the, the first time that you were going to do that, it was a factory Honda deal for Jeremy. Yeah, it was it was it was Mitch American wasn't even Honda. in the secret. At, it, at it this, wasn't in the it, as, yeah. as far as we knew. Yeah, no, yeah, as yeah. far as we knew at that oh, time, no. it, was, it had gone that far down the line. Yeah, and then it was like, hey guys, you're yeah. working out of Anaheim shop, it, it, and it was you know, hey the 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 125 program mm-hmm. is going to go into to Mitch Payton. So, and at that point, I think we both had. We both had contracts with American with Honda. Honda. Yeah. And, um, you know. Did Mitch, you know Mitch at all? Uh, yeah. No, because yeah. Mitch was a huge yeah. part okay, of Team of Green, Team Green yeah. the off-road racing so you and know, everything yeah. we did. So I, was was very, I was very fortunate enough that I, I had worked with him at a, yeah. you know, at a very different level. Right, but right. I knew of them and the whole okay. program. Yeah. So, um, you know, and. Uh, so you were know. you bummed when that happened? And, hey, you're not working out of Torrance. You're going to work out of Anaheim shop. Uh, you know, I don't recall anything sticking out of being bummed i mm-hmm. i think there was i i think that would have probably affected the athletes more than it would yeah yeah you know crew your money guys. your money said the same they didn't, you know they didn't, and um yeah. you know of course you know working for american honda was i mean who yeah. would, i was stoked right? right um but then i under also understood that you know that the the crew had to have their contracts to be under contract with the pro circuit side of things yeah and, I, and um 
you know, I, I want to say that I was, I understood that at a very young age and yeah. understood it. So it didn't, it wasn't a conflict for me at all. Right. What a cool time, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Number 125. Yeah. Uh, Swink I, comes out of the opener and wins yep. on the East. It was awesome. Jeremy dominated the West. Buell won. Yep. Lampson. Lampson didn't win. I think he was the only guy that didn't win. Lampson didn't win that original first year, but everybody else won. It was... It was. Uh, I don't think Lammy wasn't on the first year. It oh, he was, was not next one. Next year? What? No, no, there was. I, I get. I get it mixed up because Antonez came on ninety. 90 no, ninety-two. Ninety-two. Two. Yeah. Right. So it would have been. It was Buell and yeah. I guess yeah. it was. Yeah, it was Lammy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. The next year, ninety-two was was. Uh, uh, Budman. Budman. Yeah. Yeah. Who got second to Jeremy? Pretty much every race. Jeremy passed him on the last lap of San Jose, too, or whatever. So poor Bud Man. No, it was uh, no. We had to, you know, Jeremy yeah. was Jeremy was on a mission again. Just I've been very fortunate to be with groups of people that yeah. had a single goal. Yeah, Scott, it's so much easier to run life that way. Uh you go to Cowie. You, so you, so you leave. Well, let's let's go back a little bit. You you uh, you leave Honda. Jeremy goes to Suzuki. You, you were t- kind of tired of the grind of the road and everything else, and so you go to No Fear. Um, and I'm doing a story on that. It's coming out soon. What's your memories of No Fear? Uh, it was an opportunity. I think the biggest thing that I was concerned about at that that age was waking up one day, being 35 years old, and going, "All right, what do I do now?" Yeah. Um, and uh, for whatever the reasons, and um, I'd like to think that it was, I I I handled myself professionally and properly at at the races Mm -hmm. that um that that group thought that i could be an asset to to try to do some sports marketing and and being able to you know get into the understanding racing and and doesn't matter what discipline you're on whether it's asphalt or dirt or motocross or whatever but being able to understand that and and getting in with some of the teams and programs and and being able to help from a sports marketing standpoint um which quickly turned into product. Yeah. Um, and then I, I love making things. So yeah. it, it, it gravitated. And that the story's coming really out. Quick. You're a big part of it. It seemed like an insane place to work for it, a little while. It was a, it was, it <laughs> like was a, a basic, blast. Like being strapped to a rocket. <laughs> Just, <laughs> uh, I, absolutely. Right. You know, and there was, there were some brilliant people at that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I, I felt like I had, I, I had a wonderful opportunity to learn another part of the action sport business from a, a sports apparel company. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you come back, you work for Jeremy a little bit at the Suzuki days, uh, near the end of the nationals. Do you go right? Do you go back to no fear after that? You do. You go back yeah, to no fear yeah, went and back then, there. and then you got a job at Cowie. Uh, uh, Chevy yeah, actually Cowie. There, there was a, there was a little bit where Jeremy started his team in, in between Oh, that's that. right. Yeah. 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 You, you went know, back kind of, and I, I don't know if we've talked about this in the last one or not, but yep. you know, he walked, I'm in, the, I'm in no fear and he's comes down and visits and he's going, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing this team and yeah. you know, what do you think about a mechanic? And you know, my first thing was, is he was going to be on Yamaha so, yep. and I'd, I'd figure out a way to get Steve Butler. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know that there's anybody over there that's, I worked on getting Steve Butler. Yeah. We're talking about all this right. stuff and he goes, I was kind of thinking this, and he threw my name back out there, and I'm like going, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, talked to – with everything we had going on at No Fear, and it was, um, you know, it was an opportunity to help promote Jeremy and the No Fear brand and do mm-hmm. all that stuff. So the No Fear guys were like, hey, yeah, yeah let's go do this. Let's, and we did some really fun things. You know, he had the he had the costume, the mannequin yeah, the guy mannequin that was guy, running yeah. around. And yeah. I mean, so, you know, that was a 
that was a really cool time. Were you the, getting paid by No Fear still and at, doing that on the weekends, kind of? No, no, was, no. It was, oh, it was, was it Yamaha dealer. It, it's a full commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, if you're going to go racing at, yeah. at at that level, yeah, I just didn't know what how I was that, doing. How it that was worked. a full commitment. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and then you got a job with Cowie. Yeah. What did you think of that? That was that you was were crew chief fish guy, uh, right? Kind of. Um, Rick Ash was. What was motor? it? Um, what were you? I was. Um, technical supervisor for okay. the program All right. so reported directly to the team manager um and was you know was i guess it was responsible for the motorcycle and mm-hmm. everything about it yeah um and that was a that was a real that was a real learning was it yep. time for me because i had to um you know I, I think my experience at that time was what it was but i had really only had experience with one guy mm-hmm. and having having to 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 learn how to work with a group of people as opposed to being you know the the last guy on the last guy out there that's ultimately responsible for everything and it was you know i had to learn i had to learn what um what the definitions of a couple word were you know being (laughs) being responsible yeah um and being accountable right you know those are those are two words that have very different meanings, but it's very easy to think that they're one and the same, and they're not. Yeah, interesting. So yeah. Um, that was a that was a learning curve for me, and I and I think that I I learned some things. Probably didn't learn quick enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, now I, I'd heard. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd heard back then that you had butted heads with certain guys there, a little bit. Yeah, we, yeah. we did. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. there was some conflict, no right, question. Right. And I, I think I think for the most part. You know, I mean, you're we, a pretty hard guy not to like. So I don't. When I say butt heads, it's not like you're throwing tools at each other. It's I don't mean it that way. Oh, well, that might have happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but everybody's passionate about yeah. what they're doing, and everybody has done it. Or everybody, there were some guys that had been doing it longer than I had that right. were working there. Right. Um, so that was. Um, it was. It was like I said. I. I didn't. I learned a lot. I did maybe could have learned some things a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I, I think that. Um, you know, we put we put some good things in place. It was the four stroke was first coming on the line, and there was a big big change in how how you were going to operate a team. You know, yeah. there was you know yeah the you, way mechanics were going to work and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we were yeah. basically taking a lot of the res- the day to day responsibilities out of the hands of of the the individual mechanic assigned to the program to yep. the rider. Um, and everybody was learning about the four strokes at that time, and we were behind the eight ball, right? Yep. You know, clearly yeah, the Yamaha yeah. group guys knew more than we did. Yep. Uh, they'd had it longer. Yeah, Kawasaki is pretty much the last one to, yep. to dive into the pool. So. You know, so it was, um, it was about you know setting up and really departmentalizing inside and yep. taking what what the mechanic used to do and fracturing that out into mm-hmm. four different four or five different responsibilities, yep. um, and. Um, you know the the responsibilities changed for everybody. We had an engine department, and you know we would we would tear down and inspect, and have to track time limits on parts and yeah. reassemble dyno. You know, and one of the things we learned is that you know we were dynoing bikes and sending them right back out, and we'd get the engines back after the the race and going, man, we're making more power. Yeah, yeah. Then we were oh, okay, now we got it. Let's break now these gotta, engines. Yeah, in, we got to break, right? we gotta in, break right? them in on the dyno, so yeah. we're getting optimal performance right. at the track. So that that really changed a lot of how we how we approached mm-hmm. you know racing. Uh, Sternstrom, Bruce Sternstrom, longtime Cowie guy, likes to tell a story working with a young James Stewart and his dad a little bit, and having to tell James and Big James. 
look, we can't do that on your motorcycle. Like you'll, you can't hit this whoops in fifth tapped. You'll die. And, and we can't make your suspension stiff enough where you can hit that thing at 70 miles an hour because then it won't work in the turns. So James, you have to learn. We can't make your bike work perfectly the way you ride it. And, and, and the dad and James not really understanding that. Uh, do you remember some of those days? That, that, that was probably, yeah. <laughs> like, no, no. Where he wanted to just do things that you're like, you can't do that. <laughs> yes. Um, but he pushed us to figure yeah. out how to do that. Yeah. And we found we we had some really good guys that were able to to help bridge that gap a little bit. Try to bring it closer. Try to, to bring that to... gap. And I and I and I can I can honestly say that James became better because of that process as well. Yeah. You know, of not just you know, of of going there's times where I can do it and there's times where I can't, and I think he really started to understand not 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 understand that but really mm-hmm. take advantage of that and and do some things on a motorcycle that still amaze me that yeah. could be done yeah. right so there is you know there always is that balance that you know you are on a machine and when you're at the races and you're in a race you have a responsibility to keep that machine alive for the duration of the event mm-hmm. and if you know and the teams are going to work tirelessly and endlessly and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to eliminate that ever having to come to fruition but you get to a race like seattle you can't keep your bike alive and you fry a clutch yeah there ain't nothing we can do about it it's, it's you you've got to know it, it's a machine yeah it has limitations yeah. yeah and if you don't know those yeah and finding those with james like rider like james was you know was interesting <laughs> it, you know and, and I, i've had the opportunity something that i learned with james mm-hmm. the, and and jeremy that and it but it really stuck because i was older and i was yeah. actually in a different was, role with sure. james was that <clears throat> take any motorcycle out there let's just take our motorcycle mm-hmm. i think it's a great bike yep. there is not one individual on the face of this planet that can walk over with any part any computer any screwdriver, any wrench, adjust, change, do whatever they want, and go, I just gave you two seconds a lap. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. I could put my arm around an athlete <laughs> and go. Guide him to your bike. <laughs> you can you can go, and I did it with Luke last year at, at the National or Red Bud. And he comes back in, and he went six, got a great start, ran in third for 20, 22 minutes of mm-hmm. the race. Went six seconds faster a lap than he ever did. He comes in and he's all excited, and I just gave him a big hug. Congratulations, you just screwed yourself. <laughs> so I did that story. I yeah. put my arm around him. Yeah. I walked out there. I said, "There's nobody in this planet that could come over and do anything to that motorcycle to make it go two seconds faster." Yeah, never Guess mind. Guess what you just did? Yeah, you just went, you six. just went six seconds faster. So don't tell me you can't because you just did. You just did. And that's, did you really do that? Absolutely. <laughs> He's like looking at you like, damn it. <laughs> and, and that's because it's part of that. It's going back to that growing process yeah. of what, what these guys have to do. Yeah. You know, you've got to challenge them. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Well, no, uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast uh, presented by Alpine Stars and Max's Skip Norfolk. Uh, thanks for coming in, man. Uh, I can go on for hours. <laughs> I, I knew we could. I always tell the same. I tell the same story. Like I've told it a bunch of times. Like. I'm first year mechanic. It's 1995. I'm kind of hanging out with some buddies that were wrenches, and I'm and and where are we? Some national back east, and you don't know me from anybody. You're the 
top mechanic in the sport. I mean, you and Jeremy are Jesus himself reincarnated on a motocross, <laughs> supercross track. And my, and I remember talking to you uh, about your box fan. And, and Honda always had the sickest box fans, just so good. And I had a box fan racing, and, and, and I was trying to be a mechanic and I'm trying to probably impress you or something. So I remember talking to you about a box fan setup, about your generator or something, a bumper, I don't know. And you... You were you were hanging out. Your bike was done. It was tech days. Remember when we used to just yep, yep, do nothing yep, but hang out? Yep. And you spent 15 minutes with me talking to me about box fans and things that you've done and tricks and stuff. And I'm always like, that's the coolest. Like, you could have rock starred me. And I would have been like, oh, whatever. He skipped Norfolk. You know what I mean? And and, and then, so the next year I become a mechanic uh, at PJ1 team. And you're cool with me again at Troy, Ohio. And I'm just a garbage privateer mechanic for Corey Keeney. And then I tell the same story. The next year, I screw up Ty Birdwell's power valves on a Cowie, and I got to run to J-Bone because I, I fucked these things up, and J-Bone had to put the Kips valves back together right away. <laughs> and and I, was, I always tell the story. Like, you and J-Bone could have just been jerk-off assholes, and it didn't matter because of who you were, and you guys weren't. You were the coolest guys ever, the nicest people, and I always stuck with me. Like, like if those guys can take the time to talk to anybody and be nice – so should I, and you know we don't need to have any egos here. Like you know, like despite what the, all the accomplishments that you two have, and I, don't know, I was just I just, thanks, man. That was cool. Like uh, I always think that that's cool. That's always good to hear. And I, you know, I, you know, because Jeremy and I came from the same. Uh, you know, you you talk about NFL head coaching trees and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, we came from the same tree and and motocross, and it all can come back to Team Green Days and and Mark Johnson and Bruce Sternstrom. Yeah, you know, and um. You know, as as man, you'll find no individual that wants to win more than Mark Johnson ever wanted to win. Yeah. You know, I think there was times when God he he wanted to win more than the <laughs> more than the riders and everybody right. else did. But there was always uh, there was no matter no matter what, you got to be nice. Yeah, and um, just just remember that there's you're going to need something someday. Yeah. And if you're an ass, you ain't going to ever, you're going to get every door slammed in your face. And, you know, I, you know, you, you look at hiring people and you look at all that stuff that's going on and you got resumes you're looking at and you're doing all this stuff. But if you're, if you're hiring any person to do anything in a public manner, that's going to represent you and your company, I'd like to think that top on the list is you hire nice. Yeah. I I can, I can teach you, we can teach you the things you don't know, but I can't teach you nice. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think there's any like Skip Norfolk's and asshole stories out there. Even when you were the guy. Well, just thank God we didn't have these phones and stuff to record them. Cause <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm right. sure I, I, I know. Right. I, 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 I tell the, I tell the guys now. I go, let's be clear on one thing. I'm an asshole. You know, I, I believe what I believe, and right. here's the reasons why I believe right. it. And you know, you, I just I think uh, you, you learn a lot about a person's character when the spotlight is on them or when the spotlight is off them and, and it once was was once on them you learn a lot some, about somebody's character that way i think uh and you and, and albrecht were a couple guys that were the top of the heap in that profession and you were cool to a greaseball guy like me and i always think about that i'm just like wow that's that says a lot i think for somebody you know and then consequently when when things are going shitty uh you lose your job a rider gets hurt how you treat someone shows, I think, also a lot of how you are as a person. You know, so just a couple of things that I always sticks to me, and I'm like, Char- yeah. characters, yeah. characters important. Yeah, you know, and I, 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 I'd like to, 
you know, that's that's my parents yeah. and that's my upbringing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is, right? I think that basically that's what it is. That's how you were brought up as a human being. Didn't matter that you were the number one mechanic in a sport with everyone, all your eyeballs on you and making all this money and Jeremy. And didn't matter. You were still the same guy from Maryland. Uh, I, I guess. I, uh, well, I, that, that's nice to hear because right. it's, it's. I mean, not always. We're not all perfect, but you. Oh yeah. hell no! Right. You right. know, but I'd like to think that uh, uh, you know. I mean, J Bone could have told me like, "Beat it, kid." I don't have time to show you how to put your fucking power valve back together. You know, right? I, and and I, you know, and it's funny you say that. And yeah, the answer could have been yes. And and you know, you you, it was probably fortunate that you hit him or myself at a time where yeah. we weren't yeah. elbows and assholes yeah. trying to get stuff done. Because yeah. then we would have been that. You know, <laughs> right, you right, wouldn't have right. got the time of day from us. So yeah. you know, timing's everything. Yeah. Um, but um, no, yeah, I thank you for those kind yeah. words. I think it's uh, and I, I try to I try to live my life that way and try to help and. And and uh, help with the younger guys in this sport yeah. to to be able to um, to move forward and take advantage of opportunities and um, you know yeah. be a better person. Well, cool, man. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Good luck this year with everything you guys got going on. Uh, the T C R C T R C T R. Uh, racing team uh, available for title by the way if anybody's listening uh, CTR and uh, hopefully uh, the next time you come in we've got some other things to talk about if that happens that'll be exciting that'll be very exciting uh, a couple things you're working on um, that'll be exciting yep. to talk about as well uh, Skip Norfolk on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars thanks Skip thank you thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis show Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. 
I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there, you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.